0: To another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Notices Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. I go by Silky Johnson on Instagram, Facebook. I don't really know her like that. Good to hell. Look, everybody. Um, Well, for today, I will be aka. If you have <laughs> if you have big moose pussy energy, please hit my DMs. Thank you so much.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. We off to a roaring motherfucking start. Okay, okay. I don't know, like, okay. First of all, okay. So, okay.
0: Welcome to the record.
1: Okay, I'm Candace, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know how to come in after no <laughs> shit like that. All I can say is follow motherfucking instructions. <laughs> if you got that 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 plus size crank yank down
0: there. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: My friend was my friend. Was,
0: <laughs> listen, if you got that yankity yank go just say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I would like to partake. I would like to dabble <laughs> on your Monique shit.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm, I would like to
1: see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> Ooh, I don't no. want to do this show. <laughs> I don't
1: get it. I'm, I, uh, you know, okay.
0: Listen, no.
1: <laughs> now that we got that out the way, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this is a flawless noises media. Production. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. When you know we're recording this early because Curtis' funeral is this weekend, um, and so to everybody who has sent prayers, well wishes, um, if if you have you know DM me to check on me, check on Bree, check on Nikki, check on Juanita, check on Jeremy. Um, I
0: would appreciate it, check yeah. on
1: check on twin, um, Naj, um, you know anybody that was really, you know, close, close. to him. John, John, shout out to the uh, John Effect Podcast. Yep, um, Tay, um, thank you. Um, yes, our friend is a, is at peace now. He's not suffering. He's not here to have to deal with the possibility of four more years of trump and he left his mark on the world he left his mark on his friends um and so we
0: are going to continue his legacy
1: we're going to continue on um by bringing you excellence
0: also in the form of trash hence this podcast
1: (laughs) Um, you know, if you've been missing any of the other shows, we will be back um to a regular schedule in the coming week or two. Uh everybody's trying to get their feet back under them. You know, losing Curtis knocked the wind out of everybody. Yes. Um, and uh, we just needed a moment, but I would feel that it's remiss to stop Ratchet Ramblings just because it is weekly. And it's hard to catch up once you get so many episodes behind. You know what right. I'm saying? So we are here. Um, since we're recording this early, we're not going to be covering Jocelyn's Cabaret or mm-hmm. Marriage Boot Camp um, because they hadn't aired when we started recording. We'll bring those to you um, next week. Um, yeah. But Real Housewives of Atlanta and Black—the premiere of Black Ink, the season premiere of Black Ink New York—gave Honey i'm talking about gave it (laughs) gave it um i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off and go ahead to the season premiere black ink because i really cannot wait to joke and drag um when we get to real housewives of atlanta let me write that down joke and drag uh
0: listen listen potential show title
1: yep because
0: that's what it's going to be. So yeah. Hold on, wait, 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 wait before you... Let me, let me say this before you get started, friend. <laughs> let me say this. I <clears throat> was um, of the opinion that I was kind of getting tired of Black Ink New York, only because we've seen them for so many years, and they have just continually, each season, just been the fuck stupid. Like, I think last season m- might have been the height of their stupidity. But let me tell you something. This season premiere. This season premiere had me laughing the entire episode, so they they brought me back in. They brought me back in. So yes, I'm I'm here. So bring 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 us on home, friend. Well, <laughs> these bitches so, are broke.
1: <laughs> so we open up. First of all, let me say, Sassy is back, and I'm fucking hype. Yeah. I always did like Sassy. I always did like Puma. And we dragged the absolute snot out of Seas for allowing Duchess to come in between those friendships. Yeah. Because he deserved Puma, Puma and Sassy never did anything but call a spade a spade with Duchess. And Duchess' thing with Seas was her insecurities caused her to play a game of seek and destroy so that she could manipulate Seas without interruption and it worked absolutely worked so sassy is back and she ain't playing no motherfucking games
0: True to her name i love it
1: true to it not playing any games so we go in sees is examining the financials of 113 <laughs> and the shop not making no money
0: these bitches is broke <laughs> like, oh, that God and even, Karen all that goddamn carrying all y'all do i wouldn't
1: even say they broke because of course you know they getting a check from from uh, big fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not the shop itself. Like when they're not filming, apparently they're not making any money because they have turned one thirteenth into a party hub.
0: Yeah, like all they do because and we've been saying that for the, like comparing the shows like Black Ink Chicago and Black Ink New York. Not that they don't carry on on Chicago because they absolutely do, but at least we see them doing tattoos more often than we see in New York. We see them in New York being stupid and partying way more than we see them actually doing work, and that's including C's.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So it makes sense that while the camera's not rolling, y'all not making no money because y'all don't. It's like what? It may be every three, shit, and I'm just being generous, every three episodes y'all doing a tattoo.
1: Yeah.
0: So it makes sense that y'all financials ain't in the best of shape. Nope. And the fact that C's just not paying attention to it.
1: Yeah, bro, bitch.
0: Mm. So man, like, poor people around. (laughs) 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 If you got that reference, we definitely love that you (laughs) fuck with this show. But y'all bitches is broken. I was laughing like a motherfucker. All that goddamn party and the fancy shit y'all do. You motherfuckers had a whole motherfucking prom and you up here broken shit.
1: Yeah, like y'all, y'all having y'all having adult primes when y'all should be having tattoo parties and shit, trying to bring people out. I'm, i I have confusion about you some bur- shit like you that.
0: bourbon broke bitches. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm. But shout out to Sassy being like, y'all not been to play in my face. Y'all ain't making no money. And then y'all think y'all finna carry on and do all this? Nah. No, Not on my watch. Yep. Not, now, not, mm. not now, not ever.
1: Not now, not ever. Not now, not ever. Okay? Let me say that.
0: Come on, Melody.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I see what um, you did there, So,
1: So they cut to like Sassy so asking everybody like, who got appointments? Who got clients? What's going on? She's taking notes. Yep. I stand in the fishing queen. Listen, um, <laughs> especially
0: knowing what comes after. when I know you're gonna get to it.
1: Um, and in that, um, that painting of seas gets stolen and somebody leaves a ransom note. Like, man, I'm I I'll be contacting you about this tacky ass painting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it was tacky.
1: <laughs> it was fucking tacky. It was it very tacky. Was. Let me tell you that shit was trash. Okay. Yeah. I that. Mm-hmm. 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 Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we get to something even more hilarious, and that would be Sky Son coming to New York looking for her, saying he hadn't heard from her. Stick a pin in that. Mm. Now, let's move forward. Ceez is fucking obsessed with Kitty, the same Kitty that you cheated on, the same Kitty that you play games in her face every chance you got. You mm. are pissed that she moved on from where she was not wanted and found a very strapping, handsome, fit, buff uh, man in Ryan, which mm. – uh, ooh, a little bit of tea on that. Um, somebody sent me a screenshot, and they was saying, like, oh, the good sis Rachel had us thinking her and Ryan was broke up. And Rachel replied um, – we are, some shit just be for reality TV. So, mm. I don't know how true that is, but that just further lets me know that Rachel deserved every bit of that dragon that I gave her on the past episode. Because you playing and, games, girl. Yeah, you playing games, sis. Like, you playing games. Because Ryan, you're gonna get that check regardless, so you don't have to do all the, you don't have to carry on <laughs> like <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Because I just thought about it. Hold the fuck up. Ain't this the same Rachel who, like, what, three seasons ago was having Ryan damn near put hands and feet on Rashi because that shit went beyond this reality TV shit? But now some shit is just for reality TV, Rachel? Girl. Girl. There
1: you have it, friend.
0: I know you fucking lying, Rachel. Now, granted, I still would like to see you and, and Ryan. I ain't going. to. As much as I'm disappointed in you being a bozo, I'm I'm I still want to see it. Okay. But girl, you you deserve that drag. Candace, you <laughs> Y'all been playing in my damn face, Rachel. Playing in my goddamn face, honey. So now it's just for reality TV when it's the 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 dick of X pants and shit. But three seasons ago, you was ready to put hands and feet on Rashid. I know you fucking. Uh huh.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, I guess. Mm, I guess that's how the Rachel crumbles, I guess. I, I don't know. Continue, friend. Yeah.
1: Um and so Tati, you are the most delusional self-unawares bitch I've ever seen. They wrote some bean footage of her and Donna sitting down. Was it Donna? Yeah. Yeah, it was her and Donna sitting down with Kitty trying to iron things out. And Kitty being a real DMV bitch, she is told Tati, I never want to speak to you again in life after this conversation. And she told Donna she was fake. And she told Tati that she, she don't have no energy for it. Tati blatantly lied on Kitty blatantly and yeah. knew, and then took it to sky to call, Create friction because they didn't like her position in the shop. At that point, Ryan had not fucked Kitty because, as we saw in this in this just ending season of Black Ink Chicago, Ryan has spent the last year and some change trying to get back with Rachel. Mm-hmm. When Rachel finally told him, "Pack it up, nigga. It's it's done," he started to entertain the idea of something other than friendship with kitty
0: right and we so gave, you lied
1: and, and we, you mad that she don't want shit to do with you after you lied on her pride in her personal business and ultimately cost her her fucking job
0: right the one person that of all the people that have not had your back in that shop kitty you turned on the one person that despite your bozo read was always kind to of you and had your back even when she knew you was dead ass wrong and you got yeah. the nerve, gall, and unmitigated piece of bitch temerity to be mad that a person that you betrayed don't want to have no energy for you. I know you fucking lying to me, Tati. But that was, but I expect no less than somebody that lost their whole goddamn shit over motherfucking Teddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Girl, <laughs> fuck you. I got another dragon Girl, for you,
0: but we're going to get, I'm going to let Candace get, get oh, us there. Yeah.
1: Um, C's is doing the fucking most over this dumbass painting. <laughs> like, I promise you, fam, nobody gives a fuck about that.
0: Painting.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad they took it. Calling in motherfuckers to do a lie detector test and so on and so forth. Boy, sit your dumb stupid ass down somewhere. You got
0: bigger. You had bigger fish to fry. Did you not just go over with Puma that y'all financials are not together? You got bigger shit to worry about in this motherfucking painting.
1: Bigger shit. Bigger fish to fry.
0: But again, this is the classic shit with Caesar. Even if you want to give him a little bit of credit, you truly can't because he do bozo shit like this. So it's like one step forward, then three steps back with this nigga.
1: Absolutely.
0: But he did That's do something smart in this damn this damn episode. I mean, it took him made it for fucking years, but he did do something smart.
1: Yeah, finally.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Go ahead, get us finally.
1: that frame. <laughs> um. After after the whole lie, detest, lie detector test debacle, Puma and Sassy have a meeting with C's to go over, um, you know, the titles and positions given in the shop. And this is how, first of all, how you, C's, let me say this. Empires thrive. You are barely breaking even at your flagship shop.
0: Mm, the An Brooklyn shop being better. Is,
1: yeah, the, the Brooklyn shop is doing well. Black Ink 125th, Orlando. I don't know what's going on with the other two shops. I assume they are uh, open and thriving. Um, you can't have an empire if your flagship shop is failing. Mm. Something is remiss there. So Sassy and Puma bring in their little uh, flow chart and they ask these hard-hitting questions. What exactly is Teddy the president of? The couch. What exactly is Tati the vice president of?
0: Her man's, mismanaged dick.
1: pussy. Yeah, Teddy's dick. Uh, <laughs> what is what is what is Brooklyn event planning? Because there's only been one event and Tati beat her up at it. Mm. Okay. Uh, why? Like, what what are you doing? She like why is? And then they've been clocking the artists. Which again, this is why I always like Sassy because she's efficient and. She's about the business when shit got messy. She got the fuck off black ink and she wouldn't have made her money other ways. Uh She brought up a good point. Donna's tattoos stink. (laughs) Why is she being, why is she an artist instead of an apprentice? What, why is Mike there? Yes, his work is okay, but the motherfucker don't have no clients coming in. He's not making no money. He there to party and get bitches.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he's
1: on Black Ink. Mm-hmm. How is Scott ahead of HR and the bitch always fighting everybody? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was asking; they were asking very, very poignant questions.
0: And C's couldn't even have a damn answer. He, couldn't
1: even, he didn't even have an answer, and they told him like some shit got to change, bro. And so then we fast forward to the to the to the uh next shop meeting. And this is where my friend, I'm going to let you loose. Okay? I'm going to take your leash off. Uh, Seize is ready to handle business. Finally. And his first order of business is he gets rid of the event coordinator because she's not coordinated any events to bring in more business into the shop. And even Puma was like, I hired her. I thought she was going to do what I hired her to do. She ain't doing it. Fire her. Mm. So she gets fired. Mike gets fired. Which I mean, Mike was okay. You know, I didn't have no problem with him. But ultimately, I don't care how much baby mama drama you you have, you're not working. You know what I'm saying? He telling Sassy he ain't got no appointments until the end of the week. Then what the fuck you here for? Right. You and this motherfucker turning up. So he YouTube is fired. a
0: YouTube is a partying with Crystal's racist ass cuz we ain't forgot Crystal. Where are the niggas?
1: Yeah. Listen.
0: The nig the, the niggas here remember.
1: So then we finally 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 start to get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> um the shop doesn't have an actual manager. And C's apologized to Walt for overlooking him for so many years. When truth be told, even when Walt was going through it, he was in the shop doing shop shit that Tati should have been doing, but she wasn't. <laughs> so C's made Walt the manager of One Thirteenth. Oh, let's rewind real quick. When the show first opens, they t- uh, Sassy is talking to Tati. Tati's so busy on her phone, she's ignoring her. And there, and and Sassy is like, nobody can tattoo today because we don't have disinfectant for guns and needles. Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking equipment. of Walt, to your credit, Walt was like, Tati, put your goddamn phone down. This is important shit that we all need to pay attention to.
1: Absolutely. So we 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 got that going right. Um, sees. Promotes Bay to lead artist, which,
0: which he should. Fair, yeah. Because I mean, as much as we have dread Kitty, I mean not Kitty, um, Young Bay for being a bozo when she is, we have never denied that she is not only a good tattoo artist, but also the best tattoo artist in that goddamn shop, including and that's including C's. Yeah, absolutely. So deserve, deserve. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Well
1: deserved. Um. That was well-deserved. Uh, so then C says, Teddy, you're not the president no more. You gotta show me that you're doing more than just basically screwing women that we hire and sitting on the couch. And here go Teddy, fat, fat neck, greasy-haired ass, talking about C's on that bullshit, man. No, C's doing what the fuck he need to do.
0: What he should have done a long time you ago. You
1: serve no fucking purpose, none.
0: I've been waiting for this. Zero, let me, zero, let me. Sh-
1: nada, let me, zero, zilch, nada, zero, zilch. You don't do shit. But, but get on everybody's motherfucking nerves
0: and cause strife and conf and confusion and 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 mismanage business for your motherfucking cousin allegedly. But you say he tripping. Let me tell you something, Teddy, Tati, the two, um, the two trifold bitches of Bozory and One Thirteenth. Let me tell you two something. Let me start with Tati, Ladies first, I guess, or in this case, bitches first. Tati, <laughs> <laughs> Tati, let us rewind because we now we didn't Grant- even
1: get to Tati. Tati been promoted to the receptionist, <laughs> no longer the vice president. She's now the receptionist. You know what this bitch gonna say? Do we even have phones? I don't
0: know, bitch. But you finna find out.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but you finna find out. Cause you
0: we don't even have a receptionist. We don't need a receptionist. Well, it might be due to the fact that and i and listen, my memory ain't as long and as good as my friend Candace. But when I need to remember some shit, I remember some shit. Tati, must correct me in a and Candace, correct me if I'm wrong, friend. But Wasn't the last receptionist that y'all had Toki and didn't you have a hand in chasing Toki out the motherfucking shop, Tati? Yes or no?
1: Yeah.
0: Because you was brought into this damn shop as a shop manager. I remember the episode very vividly because when I saw this episode, I went on Good Sis YouTube and typed up Black Kink and typed up scenes and saw this scene. You was brought into the shop as a shop manager. That's what they initially brought you in here for because Melody quit because y'all some bozos. And honestly, in hindsight, Melody, good on you. <laughs> uh, You still, nah, you still with that white man I don't like that. But still, good on you. Um, You were brought in here to be a shop manager and what did you do, Tati? First of all, that first episode you got here, you got beat the fuck up by Donna. <laughs> That's number one because you were running your damn mouth. Number mm-hmm. two... You didn't do shit but managed to find your way in Teddy's pants. And since then, you have done nothing but bring strife, drama, and most importantly, no money to 113. Then because you were fucking Teddy, you got promoted, I guess by him or maybe C's just being less lazy, lazy, ago with the titles, you got promoted to VP of operations. And what did you operate? Not Shit. You didn't operate order in the shop. You didn't make sure the book was in order. You didn't make sure the shop was clean. You didn't make sure the shop was was uh y'all all y'all tools and things were in proper health code violation like Sassy did when she came in this episode. You didn't make sure that y'all or any rent was being paid. not that I could tell, you didn't do shit but continue to fuck Teddy and fuck other people in in different shops and create a whole bunch of strife and drama, got Jada up out of here, who was also your friend at the damn time. Then you turned on her for Teddy. You turned on Kitty. You got hands and feet put on you. You you threw a – you beat – now, you did beat up London, but that don't really count because London can't fight. But you have done nothing to contribute to the brand – and promote oh, Black I, I just
1: realized I called the bitch Brooklyn, her name London. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well <laughs> well she could suffer. Um but yes yeah, Tati you bring nothing of value to this shop and you have the audacity to be mad that you got promoted. Well, honestly, it is a promotion because you don't do shit. You got promoted to receptionist. Talking about you overqualified. When have you ever used your overqualifications to bring anything to the shop, Tati? Not a goddamn thing. You just as worthless as a nigga you was fucking. Which brings me to motherfucking Teddy. Theodore. Waist training Waldo. You have the nerve to say that season's on that bullshit when just last season. I ain't even going to bring up all the shit that you done did and all the big actions that you done did. Because honestly, we could be here all day, all night, and we got more show to get to. Just last season. You had the audacity to be mad at C's because he was putting more faith in Puma because Puma was getting shit done with the Brooklyn shop while you just sat on your ass. You You let construction of the Brooklyn shop go to the wayside because you was too busy trying to fuck on London instead of paying attention to what the fuck you were supposed to do to help your cousin expand the brand. And you have the audacity to be mad that he's like, you have to show me that you're serious about your job, a job that you have shown no interest in doing since your inception on this fucking show. This is why we call you a bitch ass nigga, Teddy. This is exactly why. Because, and I've been preaching this for the longest, you act like a nigga who has not been used to getting any pussy until you came on Black Ink Crew. Basically, because nothing about you screams work ethic, nothing about you screams hungry, except for winning some wings in your motherfucking plate, you fat ass bitch. You, nothing about you screams that you are interested in doing anything but sitting on that couch, actually causing drama for your cousin by sleeping with your fellow employees. And then you got the nerve when your cousin finally be like, You know what? I don't like the way you're moving, Teddy. If you want to stay on this, on this, in this shop and stay on this show and stay with me, you got to prove your goddamn worth. And you got to nerd to be upset. Fuck you, Teddy. And your goddamn big and ass beard. We ain't forgot, bitch. Yeah. How to fuck your goddamn beard five shades lighter than your motherfucking skin. Fuck you, Teddy. Truly. That's all I got to say. For now.
1: Well... My favorite part of this whole staff meeting was Donna gassing herself up only to be demoted <laughs> to Bay's Apprentice. She,
0: listen, let me tell you she, so. She was kissing... So I ain't never seen Donna kiss C's ass that goddamn much. And then for him to just crash it all down, that shit was funny to me.
1: <laughs> listen,
0: <laughs> I, I, that 2 I, started I, jiggling.
1: <laughs> listen.
0: Donna was like... Donald's was like, now I am definitely not okay with that. Well, you ain't got no choice because they rolled that bean footage back. Girl, that goddamn hooked on Phonics ass tattoo you motherfucking did. You're lucky you just an apprentice because honestly, I would have fired your ass right there in the goddamn there. I'm listening. That tattoo looking like a motherfucking red squiggly line from a Cam Newton post. Donna, girl, fuck you. Oh, you need to be a goddamn apprentice because you can't appraise no goddamn tattoos or spell check. Oh, listen. Listen, you got as many holes as your tattooing skills as holes in your goddamn but mouth. You
1: know, can I just point out the one thing that really fucked me up about Donna? When this bitch said you ain't even see all the mistakes I done made. What?
0: <laughs> Girl, that's not a good defense. <laughs> you incriminate yourself.
1: What is you talking about? What is you doing? Mm. What is you saying?
0: Well, you know, you can't expect much from somebody with a GED. So you know, my word. I mean, you, I, know. you know, I, I,
1: know, I, you know,
0: I, I. mean, she come from she come from trailer trash. I mean, her dad, Eminem. So you know, I mean, that's true. You got to take what Um,
1: I got a feeling. She's going to try to drag Alex into her shit again. And I really hope Alex put his foot down and be like, you can't do this to me again. I have a mouth to feed. You can't jeopardize my ability to make money. So leave me the fuck alone. Whatever UNC's got going, that is, that's not my wheelhouse. Leave me alone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Literally. Thank you so much. Leave me alone,
0: bitch. Right. Especially when C it ain't like C said you couldn't make no money no more. He was just like, girl, you need to learn from Bay, because Bay is literally the best in this damn shop, and your tattoos have been lackluster to say the least. To say the
1: least.
0: The motherfucker didn't say you was fired or that you can't still can't make no money. Especially because especially when we see in the goddamn preview, you still gonna be on the motherfucker show right back in the goddamn shop. She she back in the shop um
1: the next day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the
1: next one. She, she ain't quitting. She even said it. She was like, I need, a, I need this money. I need this job, so I can't quit. So I'm just gonna do what I gotta do. Hopefully, she aims to become a better tattoo artist. Because whatever she doing now, that shit wicked and I don't want no parts of that. Correct. I'm gonna tell you that. We we cut back to... C's is in the car. does is in the car. And he starts telling us that he went to see Sky. They, they are cutting back and forth between him talking to C's and what happened when he went to see Scott and Scott opens the door and closes it in his face. That was strike number one for me. Then apparently she lets him in. He comes in. He tells her that he really wants to make amends. He does not want to be fighting with her over stupid shit. I do not believe he stole from her. Because um, Scott don't have it like that. Let's keep in mind, Scott don't got it like that. Just because we'll, we see some shit on TV, we know that TV could be smoking mirrors a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but we get to that, and they're making up. She, He's like, I love you. I never would hurt you. I'm sorry I disrespected you. You know, you my mom. I don't want to be going at it like this. And everything is seemingly going well. And Scott just start. You a thief, and that's in your blood, and you ain't this, and you ain't that, and he like, what is you talking about, dumbass? Like I never stole from you, and shit just go you got real ugly. Left, and this is not. Let me say this: it was drama, but as a whole, it's not the type of drama I want to see, because Sky said some shit so ugly to her son that I don't know how anybody would ever want to be around her I don't know how anybody I don't know how C's even tried to justify that bullshit and I think the only reason he did is because at the time he couldn't see what was really what really went down like Des was saying it to him but I don't think he felt like and He's probably watched this episode and was like, oh my God, man, bitch, what? Yeah. That woman was telling her son, your daddy don't want you. I don't want you. Don't nobody want you. I should have aborted you. You ain't shit. You ain't this. You ain't that. That strike two through ten for me. Then she tried to put her hands on him which subsequently led to her being placed on leave from the show. And let me say this. C's brought up the fact that Skye's mom has some really, really severe mental health issues. And that Sky probably has some very similar mental health issues, which could absolutely be true because mental health issues can be genetic. Mm-hmm. They can be gen- genetic. And Sky does act really manic from, I want my mommy to trying to fight, to, I want my kids to trying to fight them and shit like that. However, we have said countless times on this show, on the network, on Crown and Collars, on Not So Newlyweds, on Mama Me Swirl, and so on and so forth, and on Gay Side, mental health issues are not a cushion for treating people like shit. Because you have mental health issues does not give you the right to abuse and mistreat the people in your life. That is not a ground you get to stand on. You, Sky, you, and this gonna, is this gonna be a real professional dragon because I want my point to be heard. Sky, you forced your way into your son's lives, lives that they were doing really well in. They had a very stable home and family life. Dez was playing football, considering college or the military. Genesis was being Genesis, trying to figure it out. You forced your way into their lives for a storyline, only to turn around and mistreat and abuse them at every turn when you felt like it let me say it again you forced your way into genesis and dessalines lives you took a flight from new york to texas to interrupt their lives to tell them that you wanted a relationship with them and you wanted to get to know them and you wanted to be the mother that you didn't have a chance to be and you wanted them to hear you out and understand why you did what you did and why it took so long for you to do this and do that in the third, only for you to abuse and mistreat your sons at every turn. And I as I was Googling because I, I like to have all my facts straight Dez and Genesis both did an interview uh, fairly recently saying that they only ever hear from Skye when she wants to film with them. They do not talk to Sky any other time. They do not hear from her. They cannot reach her. Genesis said he tried to reach out. She wouldn't even answer the phone for him unless they were filming. He said he decided that he is going to love her from afar because she interrupted their lives only to continue not being a mother to them. Sky, it's a special, if hell exists, it's a special place for you down there because you could have left those children alone their lives would have been none affected had you not interrupted them. Des even said that it was sky who started him smoking weed and trying different drugs. Mm. Bitch you came into, not only did you disrupt their lives, you sought to destroy them. Your son, who just graduated high school was a star football player. You introduced him to drugs. You introduced him to the fast life just to shut him out and say the most vile shit possible to him over some fucking money. Even if he did steal from you, you stole 18 plus years of his life from him because it's hard. I can only imagine how hard it is to have a happy life trying to figure out where you came from or why you were giving up or why they didn't try to keep you or why they didn't try to reach out. Yes. He had a good life with his adopted parents, family, his adopted mama seemed like a really sweet lady, but that's a black man who did not know his roots or anything. And you walk through the door and you do them like that. Baby sky, everything bad in life that happens to you, you deserve. And I hope it keep coming and keep rolling in. I hope it weigh you down so heavy that you can't function. I I wish nothing but the worst in life for you. You don't deserve good. I hope her little secret burned to the ground.
0: Well, it is foreclosed. So, I mean,
1: yeah, that's true (laughs) too. You just, you don't deserve good things. You're not a good person. You're not a good woman. You are nobody's mother. God, you are trash. That hurt my heart. I didn't want to see that.
0: Well, I, you know, I I definitely had myself on mute because I wanted my friend to eloquently drag without interruption. Um, I agree. I just agree. And um, it was very uncomfortable to watch. All I have to say is I hope Dez um, and Genesis um, eventually find some healing and some uh some um what's the word i'm looking for some uh some resolution not with sky but the resolution and the fact that they mama ain't shit ain't never gonna be shit never has been shit and that they can um uh, attempt to resume their lives that were just fine without her basically using them for a check on this show
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's really all i have to say
1: absolutely Absolutely, uh, this season looks interesting. Um, like I said, uh, C's is gonna be trying to beef with Ryan over Kitty. Um, he, gonna, <laughs> he he talks about opening up a Black Ink Chicago, which that's fine, but Chicago, like I think I think when people are from New York, they have this super. A sense of entitlement that because they're from New York, everybody in the world fucks with them. They don't realize when they go to other people's hoods and neighborhoods and shit, you would get packed out. Them Chicago niggas don't give a fuck about you being from New York.
0: Them niggas just like them.
1: Listen, just like them New Orleans niggas didn't. Okay, close your motherfucking shop and send somebody as a decoy in to fuck your shit up.
0: See, or when Ooh. you came into Atlanta, shit, them, these, these goddamn Atlanta people was like, "Nigga, we don't give a fuck. We got to get these kids to school in the goddamn morning." Absolutely. Like, but I love, I love how, I love how, all this just proves that all that carrying on he did ab- about Kitty, potentially or allegedly, messing with Ryan. I love how all this is proven and all that shit was fake, cause nigga, we knew you two niggas wasn't that goddamn close. We knew this ain't have shit to do with you. Ryan being your brother. How could she? That was just you being typical Caesar, wanna control, wanted to control a woman's pussy, a woman who you have done wrong repeatedly for eighty four goddamn years on this damn show.
1: Basically.
0: And I also loved the fact, I loved they brought up, brought that clip of. When in the preview, they brought that clip of uh Ryan like, oh, "Shit, you think C's mad now? Because <laughs> it's what you deserve, C's you bitch ass nigga. It's what you absolutely deserve." So they brought me in. I'm, I'm invested. You know, uh, sometimes I don't really be invested in Black Ink New York because. I prefer Chicago because on you know, New York they be the fuck stupid. But I'm I'm invested. Y'all sold me with the first episode, which I can't I hadn't said for y'all in a long time.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I'm I'm invested. You motherfuckers yeah. better deliver though. I know that I'm beating y'all ass.
1: Yeah, y'all better deliver. This is gonna be the last time we cover um New York until on on here. You know, you you may get moved to the Patreon because. Ain't nobody finna sit up and keep talking about you. You ain't doing shit. Uh, I enjoyed this last season in Chicago because I enjoyed Charmaine having to learn the hard way. I enjoyed the new twist they put on it by saying, okay, we are not just going to focus on Ryan and 9Mag. Let's shine the spotlight on somebody else and let them see how hard it is to be a business owner, especially in the tattoo industry where it's literally do or die.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Also with somebody that really don't know shit about tattooing. Yeah, but, you know, I, I enjoyed
1: yeah. that twist. So y'all better, uh, y'all better bring it to me. Yes. Bring it to me, or else I'm, I'm, the, y'all coming off the, uh, y'all coming off the joint.
0: Yeah, y'all might get moved back to the pay get moved to the Patreon. Well, no. Yeah. But uh, if you don't deliver until you do right by me, nick
1: Thing you touch crumbling.
0: R- Correct. They're- Speaking of crumbling, let's go to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Talk about some crumbling marriages. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. But um <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 12, episode 14, if I'm not mistaken. Kenya versus Ken. Let me tell you something. <laughs> This was a good episode. It was, especially cuz the episode before was some boring ass filler. But I was hoping because the preview looked juicy because it cuz it was the preview of Portia and Kenya kind of getting into it and then you know I I perked my ears up because I you know I thrive off negativity. But oh, did it deliver in ways I didn't imagine. So let's talk about it, shall we? Um <laughs> I'm gonna get through this kind of quicker because I want to get to the good shit. Um the episodes open up with, with Kenya having questions. I mean not Kenya. Um Cynthia having questions about her man that she should have been had about her man before she decided to get married Ooh. to her man. Like
1: first of all go ahead. This version of Cynthia is so ugly to me. She is so insecure. Yes. Especially when Peter cheated on you damn near your whole marriage. Here this man is being open and honest about his past and mistakes he's made and how he is evolving and changing to not be that person anymore. Because, if uh, let me tell you something, a motherfucker who gonna cheat on you is not trying to have no conversations about how much they used to cheat. Mm-hmm. I could tell you that.
0: And if they wanted to cheat again, they gonna do that anyway, because that's just how they use.
1: And then... You want to argue with him because he's like, and he made a good point. She's talking. About, I don't cheat. I ain't never did that. And like he said, you may never intend to cheat, but you can't say what you'll never do until you're in the situation.
0: Yeah, because he will know. He,
1: <laughs> yeah, if anyone, you know. Uh-huh, and he and he he had a valid point, and I wasn't knocking it. And she talking about, I know how to argue. You just want to walk away, bitch. Who you are? 50 <laughs> are y'all twelve? You are 50 years old thinking this grown ass man finna sit up here and argue with you.
0: <laughs> I, now, I will say he did go do a typical nigga thing and flip that shit on her. I was like, look at this nigga.
1: <laughs> but, I ain't even minded because it wasn't even the conversation that should have been going on.
0: Yeah, uh, especially after you only having these co- these co- these trust issues and these concerns and this that, and the third. After you go to this, after you meet his friends who are mostly women, and then all your insecurities pop up. It's like again, if you had these concerns, if you wanted to do all this research, which I mean, Michael's a straight man. I ain't gonna hold you for doing your research, but you should have done this way before now. But y'all about to get whole ass married, and now you having questions. Listen, Cynthia, you might as well be on Love Is Blind might as well because goddamn girl and again you are 50
1: 50
0: up here arguing like you in motherfucking middle school girl what are you mad at me yes or no say yes say yes yes to stay no to walk away what the fuck cynthia yeah she's she was that
1: was that was really fucking annoying to me
0: it was very very annoying um uh, Nene and Greg are talking about this event that uh Mark is hosting, that um uh, that Kenya purposely did not invite uh, Nini, she made a post on Instagram. She tagged everybody, the the girls, their husbands, but left Nini out uh, on purpose. And Greg is like, "Well, shit, if my if my woman ain't invited, why do I need to go?" But he said that he and my Mark had been texting. You know, they was established some kind of relationship. Honestly, all I could think of was that Greg, you so old, I forgot you even knew how to fuck to text, <laughs> let alone that you were texting. But you know, hey, you know, let me not be ages on this damn show. Although Greg is old as dirt. You
1: know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen yeah. him in a picture with Harry wanna, tell me, <laughs> facts. Well, I want to circle back. We're going we gonna to put that on ice till we get to the put a the, pin big, in
0: there.
1: the big uh, payback. But I want to say something that has really, 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 really been bothering me this season, and it's how much shit Candy has been keeping up. Mm-hmm. And Let's to, talk I like it. I know in the past, friend, you've had a soft spot for Candy because in the past, she truly did not keep up that much shit. You know, a lot of shit was brought to her front door. The shit with Praedra, the shit with uh <laughs> Yeah, Fredra, That's the bitch name. <laughs> Fake <You> did that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the shit with Phaedra, the shit Portia. with uh Portia, the shit about Pedro and the workout tape with uh the husband um and shit like that. Even even little spats she had with Nene, a lot of times it, it was brought to her. That, she didn't initiate it. Yeah, that was Nene. Yeah. I truly feel like uh Candy is keeping a lot of shit going this season. And I really wish I could understand why, because Candy and Kenya don't have the cleanest history candy and nini don't have the cleanest history so why are you doing things to keep up chaos and friction because in that scene where she's telling kenya everything that nini said about how kenya came to her event stayed for literally five minutes and left and shit like that what is the point you know that they're at odds you know that they're not friends so what are you getting from carrying the bone you know what i'm saying And the crazy part is Sheree had to learn the hard way that being a bone collector and bone carrier don't really get you nowhere. Cause Mm. she's not even on the show right now. She was doing all of that. And Andy gave her the big chop. Mm.
0: A bone show with no bones. How dreadful.
1: So I just would like to understand what Candy's motive is this season. Um, I feel like she's fighting hard to keep herself on the show. Because there's absolutely no reason to keep
0: uh mess going.
1: Yeah, it's there's no reason to keep it up. I feel like
0: Andy says somebody needs to keep up the mess and since even and since they not focusing on actual shit that's going on with Candy and Todd, they relegating her to being like the new charade for this season. And I and I don't like it. Because it serves no purpose. Because honestly, these girls going to be messy anyway, and that's just how the fuck they is. You don't need somebody to, c- to collect and and distribute bones amongst them. They're going to do that anyway. I agree. You're going to do that anyway. Uh, speaking of which, and you you um brought this up, and I forgot to mention it while I was talking about Greg and NeNe. I love how NeNe, <laughs> I love how Nene was uh, <clears throat> was at the upset that uh, Kenya came and stayed for seven minutes like she wasn't three hours late for, to her own goddamn brunch. Like any girl, yeah. I would have left. I would have left too. The fuck you making? I would
1: have left too. And the thing is, I don't really. I would like to understand why these girls are trying to be friendly, anyways. Mm. If you don't like somebody, you just don't like them, and you don't have to be bothered with them. Stand you know, up in it. A, yeah, that's like the bottom fucking line.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know what they they. All of the girls seem to be taking out the Cynthia and not being able to stand up in their shit. I guess listen, I guess the Cynthia virus don't spread like coronavirus, I guess, but keep yeah. that shit but keep that shit away from me, listen, stand up in it sometimes you just don't like a motherfucker and that's okay. It
1: just is what
0: the fuck it is it, it is what the, it is what the fuck it is um uh, speaking of it is what it is, um as the, as the group is progressing forward, they getting ready. Um, they are going to have a, um, a couples, um, uh, like a couples night out, um, before Mark's event. And Cynthia is on the phone talking with her man, Mike. Um, and he, um, they both kind of apologize to each other and Mark's, I mean, and Mike said, you know, he's going to make sure to do, you know, do all he can to, um, uh, make sure Cynthia is good and, you know, work on her insecurities, which God bless you because <laughs> let me tell you, it wouldn't be your <laughs> boy. Um, but, you know, he loved her for whatever reason, so I guess that's cute or whatever. Um He said, he found a therapist, uh, a couples uh, therapist for couples counseling um here in Atlanta and <laughs> Cynthia, and I had to write this down because honestly, it was kind of a minuscule scene, but I had to write this down. Portia said, brace yourself prepare yourself my friend cynthia said that she saw what therapy has done for dennis and portia so she has no doubt that it will work for her and mike dennis and portia are cynthia's examples of therapy working.
1: Man, I'm telling you, that bitch is a 50-year-old bird brain. (laughs) I cannot stress this enough. Dennis and And first of all, they aren't in therapy because that man cheated on her throughout her whole fucking pregnancy. And blamed her for it. And blame If that's the example that you are... Girl. Girl, if you don't get...
0: Like, just when I thought Cynthia couldn't be any dumber than she already is, lo and behold... She's, She's like, you dumb, know what? Man. Hold my beer. I just I, imagine, imagine using Portia and Dennis as your example for any damn thing, let alone for successful couples therapy. Listen, I know you fucking lying to me. Like they ended, like Cynthia.
1: First of all, end- you, Cynthia, you all but begged that man to propose to you. Mm. You don't really know him like that. Your daughter living with him and you don't really know him like that. You having all these second thoughts while your daughter is living with somebody you having second thoughts about. How much of a dumb bozo bird brain bitch are you? I could, I wanted to find another word, but bitch is the most suiting word. Like you are stupid. And Mm. so, yes, you need to do therapy because you didn't do couples therapy with Peter and look where your ass ended up at. So Mm -hmm. yes, you need to be doing therapy, but your reason for doing therapy don't need to be no motherfucking Porsche and Vienna sausage shaped dentist.
0: To be honest, Cynthia, you not only need couples therapy, you need individual therapy for yourself.
1: Yeah, because Lord knows you got more
0: issues than Vogue on your own, let alone with Mike.
1: Big facts.
0: So I just, you know, I, I, you know, Andy gave you a bump in your pay for whatever reason. I hope you're using that to, I hope you're utilizing that for some out, some therapy outside of the couple's therapy with you and Mike, because Lord knows you need it and have needed it for quite some time. Uh, speaking of needing therapy. <laughs> so let's talk about Mark and um, Kenya. <clears throat> So they um have a, a swimming lesson with little Brooklyn, who is just the most adorable baby she ever. She is
1: a fucking gorgeous baby, man. They, she really I is. Give him that.
0: She really. They listen. They they did good. They did good. Um and Mark is um uh, basically wants to invite everybody to this event that he's having. on uh, Black Man Lab. Let me park it right there. I listen. I'm quite sure that Mark has good intentions with this shit. Uh, but Black Man Lab just sounds like they're going to be coaching little black boys to become more Umar Johnson's, and I don't like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it just, it just sounds like a breeding ground for whole Hotepery, and I we don't need any more of that in our young black boys before they fuck around and grow up to be uh, Pastor Troy uh, and Lil Boozy. Um But anyway, uh, so yeah, he wants everybody to come to the event. He wants all the husbands to be there which again, questions my, I have questions about Mark's discernment because if you are using Dennis as an example to young black boys, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, anyway,
1: that's what anyway. I got to
0: say about that. Yeah. yeah like,
1: yeah. like I, I understand and I appreciate the uh, attempt. But but the execution. But to be funny, we don't know what none of those niggas do except for you and Todd. Yeah. And Mike. And Mike wasn't even there and ain't gonna be there. So like yeah. Dennis is a scammer. I have no idea what Greg Leaks does. B O. That's all I got.
0: Yeah. So um again, your examples looking uh looking pretty shaky, Mark. Looking pretty shaky. But you know, who are me to judge except for how me and my friend just judge you because it looks the fuck stupid. <laughs> um, but they're talking about that, and they're also talking about this couple's night that they want to do. Um, uh, Mark wants to meet and connect with um the husbands and also some of the uh some of the girls because he had met all of them. Um and Kenya goes on about how she <laughs> she did not invite nini and by proxy grid because he she has not felt comfortable around nini because mind you she's saying all this without a hint of irony mind you she feels that nini is vile she's nasty she's rude she does not feel safe around nini because nini has threatened her with physical violence and i'm just looking like so is the real Kenya gonna please stand up? Because girl, this is the this this is a self drag if I've ever heard one. <laughs> like everything, and this is not to say that Nini has not and cannot be a bozo, because Lord knows she can. But girl, y'all two sides of the same wig. <laughs> like what? <laughs> everything that you said about Nini, is literally you, Kenya, and what had me screaming, y'all. This man, Mark. <laughs> Kenya to her face with a straight face that just because someone gets up in your face like NeNe did, that don't mean that they want to fight you. (laughs) Mark hates Kenya. (laughs) How do you tell your whole ass spouse that someone getting in their face, pointing at them, yelling and screaming and cussing them the fuck out does not mean they want to engage in fisticuffs?
1: Well, the, the part that I'm going to say this, I don't think that this episode showed me a lot. I don't think that Mark doesn't like Kenya. I think Mark understands who Kenya is and he has to assert her dominance because of how she behaves outside of him because as much shit as Kenya keeps going, she had, she sat her bumpy face, Seagram's gin skin, having ass up there. And said, uh, "She she tried to fight me. She was had her finger in my face and blah blah blah." And when they rolled the beam footage back, and Kenya was Kenya was pointing her finger, calling Nene as many bitches and motherfuckers as Nene was calling her. I was like, "Girl, can you sit the fuck down?" And when Mark was like, "Okay, Kenya, but you're not defenseless." Listen, like, you're, you're not motherfucker said, "I mean,
0: you can fight, right?" <laughs>
1: Like you're and it, the thing is, she's not defenseless, and she Kenya keeps never a lot been. of shit going. And even when she got into it, even that altercation she and Nene had in Toronto, Kenya initiated it. Kenya mm. has been going out of her way the whole season to prevent the girls from reconciling with Nini if they have been on the outs or just having a good relationship with her. Every time her name is brought up is Nini this, Nini that, Nini, 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 Nini is a bad person, Nini is evil, Nini is vile, Nini is this, Nini is that. Literally, every time her name is brought up. So for Kenya to be acting like Nini is without cause for being about to knock that goddamn wig off her head that she lied about, I just find it hilarious. And I truly believe Mark sees through her bullshit. Because Kenya has a history of trying to be manipulative on the show. She goes from aggressor to victim very quickly.
0: Just like a white woman.
1: She goes from, and the only reason she has not tried to fight anybody on the show is because she can't fight. But if she had even an inkling of hands, you best bet your last goddamn dollar that Kenya would have tried to put hands and feet on the few of them ladies on the show.
0: I mean, she tried if she it with knew she, and we if she she that knew she could,
1: Listen, if she knew she could win, she would have tried several of the girls on the show. And I like that Mark sees through Kenya's bullshit. And I like that he called her out. Um,
0: listen, Mark said, said my name, event.
1: How are you trying to make my charity event your personal petty playground?
0: hmm And I love how in her confessionals, and of course she said it in, in the confessionals and not the Mark face, she was like, if I don't like somebody, you don't like somebody. Mark was like, no, no, no. That's not how we work. That's not how I work. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. This is a charity event. I want everybody to be there. And for the couple's night, I want everybody to be there. I want to meet everybody. Listen, I ain't with your pay the bullshit. And I I love it. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I Let me speak for me with my petty ass, I have been enjoying Mark either intentionally or unintentionally embarrass the fuck out of Kenya this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I have. I ain't even gonna say and hold y'all and lie to y'all and act like I haven't. Because, as I'll get to in a minute, whenever Kenya tries this petty shit and Mark is present, he shuts it down. Yep. And she be quiet as a whole in church. But I get to that. We gonna circle put a pen in there. We're gonna circle back around to it. Um uh, then they go play kickball and stuff. I didn't really care about that. Although I had to admit and I wrote this down, um, uh, when they was uh no, 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 no. But well, yeah, they did do that kickball shit, but I didn't really care about that. Then they go bowling, they had the couples night. Kenya asking what size uh boat, what uh size shoe bozo. Shoes come in. I thought was very interesting because it's like, well, that's fitting. We do love self awareness, Kenya. Um, exactly. And then comes the <laughs> they have the discussion, and you know what I loved about this friend was that not only did Kenya get embarrassed, she got embarrassed by the other girls telling her man to his face the petty shit that she was doing, and her man. And the girls both have a hill looking the fuck stupid. Because Mark was not aware of all the social media shit and not inviting NeNe and by proxy Greg and all this shit. And when Mark said heard that, he was like, well, wait, hold the fuck up. Now, wait. When we said, when we, when he really meant I was still, when we said to invite everybody, we meant everybody. Like, I don't do this social media shit. I want everybody to come. Like, what the what is all this petty shit that's going on for my charity event that's for a greater cause? Like, you got to put that shit in the rearview mirror. And Kenya had no damn defense. She yeah. had none. And when he and when, when he raised his voice and was like, Ken, Ken, Ken. <laughs> and all the girls were like, Skirt, Skirt. Who? Whomst? Who is Ken? We know Kenya. We don't know no damn Ken. And Kenya shut the entire fuck up. She didn't have shit for Mark. She was just like, and and, and, I, and listen, I, I know it had to seethe Kenya in her black ass heart and her soul to be like, I cannot believe these bitches embarrassed me in front of my man and got my man against me at my own goddamn game. You sons of bitches. I know she was furious on the inside, but she can't fight and can't win none of their ass. So, I mean, what the fuck is she gonna do?
1: Let me tell you, my f- when Greg and Nene walked in to that bowling alley, mm. uh,
0: my heart just... When Nene sashayed up. her way in and was like, hey, girl, hey, 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 Kenya. Listen. <laughs> Petty at its finest. Listen, again, I, if you're going to stand up in it, I love it. I love it. Stand up in your pettiness. And Mark gave that goddamn, I have a dream that all you bozos could be together in one place in cordial speech. And again, Kenya didn't have shit. Like, I just, like, imagine, imagine playing a petty ass victimization of white women ass game, Kenya. And your home man shut it down and you don't have shit for it. What happened? You didn't want to invite Nene. Well, not only is Nene, um, Nene invited, she bringing her man. You didn't want her at the couple's um event, the, the night event. What happened? She they came anyway. You wanted your man on your side in your quest for pettiness. What did he do? He was like, "Fuck that shit." When and you, Greg
1: said, "I'm not coming if my wife isn't invited," and when he pointed out that Nini was specifically left off the invite, I was like, "Ooh, child, and and this Mark Greg was Greg forever." But that shit was funny to me.
0: And Mark was like, I know you fucking lying. I thought we got through this shit. And, and again, Ken, Ken, Ken just looking the fuck stupid. She couldn't say shit. Wasn't even looking at nobody. Just had a head hanging down like the little, had, had a head hanging down like she was wearing the dunce cap in class and had to sit in the corner and shit. That's what the fuck you get, Kenya. You play pussy, you get Fucked. And I just, you you just going outside, Kenya. And honestly, I love to see it because you thought you was going to make this grand return to real. housewives. you thought you was going to be that girl. You thought you was going to be it. You
1: thought you was going to be the bully. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And your husband won't even let you fucking prosper.
0: Shit, if anything, your husband bullying you.
1: (laughs) He just not letting her play them kid-ass games, which he shouldn't. Like I said, I don't know how successful this event going to be, but the fact remains that your personal feelings for people has absolutely nothing to do with coming together for a good cause. And that's how you know at the root of everything, Kenyon's just not a, a good person. Mm-hmm. Because she- the girls have put their differences to the side plenty when it came to charitable causes.
0: Shit, hell, even now he'll look at portion and candy.
1: Portia and Candy, Cynthia and Portia, Marlo and everybody. Like everybody <coughs> has put their differences to the side at some point for charitable causes. So whatever you got going on, Kenya, your misery is eating a lot, li- is eating you alive. Because I I I believe she thought she was gonna marry Mark and be able to do what the fuck she wanted to do, how she wanted to do it. She that she did not realize she was marrying a nigga that don't play that.
0: I mean, it's like Candace said, like, when she with Mark, she is the, uh, uh, she is quiet as a whole in church. She a saint. But when she with the girls, she held, on, she held wheels. on wheels. yeah. Yeah. Now, I get yeah, Candace Candy She said Candy that.
1: Candy ain't told her no single lie about that.
0: Mm-mm. I mean, and it's true, like, she, shit, even when they just have having regular conversation, Mark be talking so damn fast, he don't even let Kenya get a word in why. <laughs> Like, imagine you just have a regular conversation with your nigga and he just talking so fast, like, his, his mouth moving like of the Hedgehog and you can't even get a word in. And you just accept it. Can you just accept it. Right. She don't even try to come back. She don't even raise her voice, at nigga. She just be like, okay.
1: Absolutely.
0: You met your match, Kenya. Yeah. You thought you were that girl. Well,
1: ain't they? She filed for divorce, didn't she? Oh, she did? I thought she did. Oh, in real she... time she did? Well, yeah. she might
0: have. Mm. Well
1: Weak bitch. <laughs> Big bad tough Kenya.
0: Mm. Big bad crunchy skin Kenya. Mm. Well, that was it for real Housewives. We got a real chuckle out of seeing Kenya be the fuck embarrassed. Um you played yourself. Um your nigga shut it all down. And I I I love to see Kenya in misery. Because she isn't because she has projected so much misery onto other people. I thrive off her negativity.
1: Hey, bitch. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I think with that, that's been enough ne- enough negativity for this episode. <laughs> um, we thank you for listening. We thank you for your support. Um, again, we thank you for all the love and um, condolences and wishes that you all have wished to me, Candace, and all of Curtis's uh, close friends and confidants. Um, uh, again, he will be laid to rest this weekend. We thank you all for the support. Uh, we are going to keep this going in his name. Um,
1: um, yeah, I, mean, I think anyway. that's about it. Yeah. Subscribe to the
0: Patreon, um, yeah, hear me yeah. and Candace carry on about the shows that, that we don't cover here.
1: It. Yeah, because you know how we be going.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going to be trash anyway, because that's just how we is. Um, And yeah, that's about it. Thank you for listening, and friend. Unless you got anything, uh, that's it for this episode.
1: No, that's it. We will see you back next week. We will have our full lineup back at that point. Um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We
0: out. Peace.